a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. The Thunder will inbound on the far side. Gilgis Alexander is their primary guy. Last time, they skipped it cross-court to Joe instead. Giddy inbounding. Top to Gilgis Alexander. He wants to go left. He does. He stops. He pump fakes. He shoots. He bakes it. It pops out. And the Jazz win. Oh, yes. The Jazz win. I thought that shot was going in, too, at the end. I was like, there's no way. He got too good of a look. But you know what? The old double pump. That gets you in trouble. You think, oh, I'm going to get cute here. I'm going to double pump at the end. The Jazz end up getting the win. Uh, Lowry Markkinen still continuing that uh, all-star streak that he's been on all year long. He shows up, uh, Gilgus Alexander, with the 43 of his own points to, to, to Shea's 39, I think, is what he what ended up with. What the hell are the Jazz doing? <laughs> what stopped. are they doing? You just enjoy life, my, That's please? my whole point. I am thoroughly enjoying this. Thoroughly enjoying this. Like, I... I, I I, you can't lose as a Jazz fan this year. Right. You cannot lose because you know it's rebuild. You know it's all of these things. And they it was just so fun to watch that game last right. night. So mm-hmm. much fun. We had a ton of fun. To watch that game last night. Well, they got the win. And you look, you go to overtime, you get bonus basketball. It was all sorts of things oh. that ended up just being a really, really nice Larry night for the Jazz. Larry man. Who is he? Look, I – Got I, to see Dunn last night. Didn't get to see uh, Frank Jackson yet, but I was uh, I was intrigued by – I had to get my roster out. It was. A, like I, don't know I didn't how, know who half the faces. You know, were on I didn't know how many minutes that uh, Dunn ended up facing off against uh, against Gilgus Alexander. But you know, I, I I sort of took to heart what David Locke told us the other day, which was like, Juan Toscano Anderson plays like really good defense, not the not the fake defense that they just say right. guys are. Now, he's not a great shooter, but he is. He brings something else, and that works for for uh, for Will Hardy's team, right? I mean, you're talking about a guy who just loves to have his dudes. Freaking working hard. Look at us already just jumping into the show before well, we even started it. Well, let me just point something out. Mm-hmm. Before the show started, I went for a walk. 
Oh, clear your head a little with bit. With you, actually. You know, getting the blood flowing, getting ready for the show. Yeah, yeah. We did. Uh, we're at the Mountain America Expo, right? That's right. We're at the uh, we're at the Salt Lake Outdoor uh, Recreation Expo. So you want it? You do not want to miss so this. Which is so awesome. This it, pl- you have to come see this. It's amazing, unbelievable. But I got my Greek uh, glistening powder on. Now, what is that? It's, oh, it's, it's sweat. a sweat sheet. Yeah, I got I got a sweat sheet. <laughs> I know. I'm looking for over the at show. You. Yeah. Hey. So my whole my whole body, like even. Under my you don't have to shirt and my pants. <laughs> I get where sweat happens. Over, it's like everywhere. Yeah. Got the glisten going this on. It's a family so, show, by yeah. the way. I don't yeah. want you. To, I don't want to get people well, too Greek. Too you got the Greek, out. the Greek glisten on. Yeah, good, good for yeah. you. Yes, and some jerky that's like something I've Amazing. never tasted. That's in my a problem life. about showing up with stuff is Holy you get cow. handed stuff and you yeah. end up eating it. And anyway, we're down at the Mountain Mega Expo Center here at the Whew. Salt Lake Outdoor Expedition, uh, Outdoor Recreation Expo. You don't want to miss it because. Everything that I think the way they put it is Scott. If your tires hit hit the dirt at any point, <laughs> if your tires hit dirt anytime, you've got to come check. You got to come check this out. And if you want to have uh, a vehicle that will that those tires will hit the dirt, my heavens, the stuff that they have come up with now, you will never even feel a bump that you go over. It is fascinating. So come down, check it out uh, right here at the Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy. That's where we're going to be all of this afternoon. In my heavens, it's Friday. Uh, it was a short week because of the holiday, but it's still, it's always good to have a Friday. It's always good to jump into it. So let's get things going right now with the cut at the top of the program, as we always do. Let's do it. The other question. Undeniable, unrivaled, top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. Ain't nothing like it. All right, the cut and our program brought to you by G2G Bars. If you've not had a G2G bar yet, you've got to try it. Additive-free, preservative-free. It is a protein bar that tastes amazing. You've got to give it a shot. Uh, anywhere in your grocer's uh, refrigerated sections at your Associated Foods, Costco, Maverick Holiday Oil, try it for yourself. And also Trajan Wealth, your local trusted financial fiduciary, 801-899-7600. That's 801-899-7600 or their website, TrajanWealth.com. Scott, let's jump into it here. An overtime win over OKC. Now, that's the team that was directly in front of them uh, in the standings there. My wife actually did this move today. She actually was like, so what's the deal? Are these guys going to be in the playoffs or what? Like, <laughs> she's not like she's, – she's not going – she's not, not doing the nuance like play-in stuff because I think what she's doing is is because she's somebody who her kids are dipping in, her husband's dipping in all the time and watching this stuff. She halfway watches it and she's a curious uh, you know observer of sports to a point, you know. Sure. Yeah. We she, all are. But I mean, but I, but I think yeah. she represents somebody who's just like, "Okay, so I thought we sucked." Like that right. was the thing she <laughs> that's a very like my wife's question. So I thought we sucked. What was the deal? And where are we in the standings and the idea of them not getting to the playoffs cuz she'd never understood you know, the, the nuance of, yeah, you eh, let's right. get to the, it, the lottery. And she's like this. She's like looking at you. She goes, that's stupid. Yeah. And, and you go, no, 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 it's not, honey. But it is. <laughs> it really is dumb when you try to explain to somebody, this is a rebuild year. No, it's great that they're bad. No, it's terrible that they're, that they're great. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And so I've tried to marry all season long the feelings that I had even last night again where you go, where the shot misses at the end and you go, nice. They got right. the win. And then you go, yeah. Ah, shoot, uh, what are we doing? Really nice. Is that- <laughs> what are we doing here? So they're tied for the best uh, record in the lottery right now in ninth place. And today today they would be playing the New Orleans Pelicans in a play-in, right? And so yes. they're, they're three games out of being tied for fourth with the Clippers. They're, four game, or they're three games also out of being uh, 
the, I guess that would be the uh, 14th ranked team in the West. Look, you have so many assets draft-wise. Right. Everything, you have all this stuff that's just incredible. Why not try to go be competitive for the playoffs? Because you still have the ability to go out and build and strengthen and this team. And, and you get these players that are young, the Walker Kesslers and the Laurie Markinens, and they have they get that playoff taste. They get that feeling of it. And you build upon that, and, and you, you really do create this championship culture. Here's the crazy part to me, above anything else. I'm watching this game last night, and I'm not joking. I'm going, who the heck is this? Like, uh, this <laughs> is a total, you start looking at the and sheet. And it's not going, like okay. one. It's like two. It's like three. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and at one point, they got all these guys never, never really played together. Sure. And I know that there's a lot of evaluation that's going on. So they're, they're just they're throwing guys out on the court. They're giving them every opportunity. They're trying to figure out, does, does this person make sense? Are these, are these people even a part of what, you know, we're going to use on this team growing, going forward? And the only way to find it out is throw them on the court. That's what's so impressive. The Jazz have had so many different looks this year. Sure. I mean, so many different guys playing with each other. You know how hard that is when, when you go on a, t- on a team and, and you, you know, it's like a new guy every night? And how frustrating that can be because you have to count so much on the people around you. And in spite of all this, it's like they don't even care. Like Laurie like Larry Markin and Jordan Clarkson, like all of them, they seriously do not care who's on the court. All they know and, and what, what is being, um, like, emphasized and, and shown, like, is we're here to ball out and to play hard. Like, an end of discussion. And, and you have to love that. And the fact that they're winning and they have all of these different looks and these different players speaks to the attitude of the players. It speaks to maybe the the, the brilliance of, of Will Hardy. I mean, think about what Will Hardy is learning this year about coaching and about lineups and about different combinations of players and about situations. I mean, this Jazz team has been in a lot of meaningful, meaningful games. It's It's truly remarkable. You want, you want me to tell you one thing that just blows my socks off, Alex? Larry Markinen's seven freaking feet tall. <laughs> and to see him slam dunk the ball yeah. like that and to go into traffic, like those were three of the most awesome, violent, amazing highlight dunks that you'll ever see. Like I don't know that, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone in the NBA dunk the ball like Larry Markinen did last night. Unbelievable. And he's seven feet tall. It just really helps to have – because, you know, your team could be on whatever trajectory, but Lowry Markinen and Walker Kessler are on are on the Jazz's long term trajectory. Yes. So, so they're like, uh, we're just playing our butt off because we know we might be here a long time, and we hope to be here a long time, right? And you know, but but I think on a night where, you know, Kelly Olynyk and having him on the floor, a guy who's a veteran and like a guy who brings a little bit of a steady hand in these moments where you just roll up and you go. Okay, what's what's tonight supposed to look like? Because I'm waiting to see what Chris Dunn's going to do. He ended up with 11 points. Nice little night by him. But I, I thought just as good as the, uh, of him you know, putting in 11 points was, I thought he played some decent defense against Shea Gilgus-Alexander. And I thought that Jordan Clarkson having his like just run-of-the-mill 24-point game. like right. Jordan Clarkson, Kelly Olenek, Lowry Markkinen, when they're on the court at the same time, you kind of go, it's a little bit of a safety blanket, right, where you go, and even when Jordan Clarkson's having, like, a bad night, we give Jordan Clarkson the green light. I, he's allowed to do whatever he wants. He, we've seen him have those one for eight, you know, three-point shooting nights. And we just go, keep shooting, kid, right? Because this is a guy who's been – but, again, last night when you have 
40 minutes and 43 points out of Kelly or out of uh, Lowry Markkinen. When you get 24 out of Jordan Clarkson, when you can get 18 rebounds out of Walker Kessler, like the guy is funny, right? Where you just he seven points, fine, but 18 rebounds, like the guy is something different around the hoop and blocks that you know were game saving. Yes. I mean it was just incredible. So so Lowry Markkinen, like has just like come out of nowhere, right? I mean, and you go uh, Chicago, wow. What didn't you see in that guy? Or you go uh, Cleveland, Cleveland. What was your deal? What, what didn't you see in that guy? And and uh, I, as as a former athlete, go, he just didn't all of a sudden, he just wasn't all of a sudden good. He just got in an environment. He got with a coach who understood his abilities and put him in, a, in an offense that really flourished. And I, I know that there's a, there's a maturity factor that's involved in that. And you have to wonder, you know, how many other players are there out there that if given the right circumstances could really could really flourish and, and part of why Laurie could do it here is there's no there's no expectation on this team this year it's like y'all just go out and play like like whatever happens happens we're gonna we're gonna put you in a situation and uh, you you figure out your game you know Kelly Olenek talked about it where when he was with the, the Houston Rockets a year ago and they sucked you know and, and there was there was no pressure uh, to go to the playoffs, and he's just like, it was an awesome time because I could play NBA basketball and figure out my game and work on things and, and improve and get better. So much of um, the sports world today is like, man, if you, don't, if you don't show up right now and perform right now, you're gone. You're out, you know, and we don't have time. We don't have patience for you. There's something to be said about having patience with guys, and, and I think, you know, it, it's a good example in the NBA with Laurie Marketing, but it fits in other sports. I mean, you look at Zach Wilson with the New York Jets. I don't know if Zach Wilson can or can't play, but he's in a situation right now that's, like, so pressure-filled, and there's, like, there's no way for him to fail, to struggle, to work, to figure it out. And that's unfortunate, and it really is. And maybe some of these coaches would learn a lesson uh, from players. And that, all of that, you look at, you know, how it, it all speaks to Will Hardy. You know, it really does. Like, yeah, yeah like absolutely. Will Hardy is just impressing the heck out of me. Just goes right back to right back to who this guy – and really what the team is – and, again, let me just throw something out from the standings, okay? So if, if you're dipping in and you, you know the Jazz right now or they've been hovering around this 500 for a few weeks now, right? Yeah. They've been a game up or below or – Good portion of the season. I mean, right. kind of – yeah. They've just kind of been in this spot where they've – you know, their last 10, they're 5-5, five and five, which is kind of like exactly what's been going on. 500. But they are – That was good math by me. That was it? really good math. <laughs> they have one win more than the Golden State Warriors with 21 games left. Like, yeah. there's one thing to say Steve Kerr likes to wait till the offseason, but, like, at some point, Steve Kerr and his guys are going – this might be our year. This might not be it for us, man. Like, we, we won our championship last year. That's it. They are ahead of the Warriors, Thunder, Trailblazers, Lakers. And then, of course, the Spurs and the Rockets. But, again, like like we were talking about, they are just three games out and just two and a half games out of the Suns spot. Four, uh, three and a half out of the out of the, out of the Clippers spot at four. I'm not, a, I'm not aiming for that. And I think when we did the math with, oh, Jeremy, I know it's somewhere in there. You you pipe in with this because i know that when we readjusted our expectations when they had about ten, when they were 10 and 3 and we kind of readjusted i think scott you said they'd be that they'd win 39 games and we sort of was that what it was 39 for scott yeah, and then i think i was what 35 maybe yeah. and so the the idea that you were overly 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 optimistic then and they are nine wins away from being at that spot scott right? was at 39 and, Scott was 39. 
Yeah. You were 31. And I was 31? Yeah. Look, I'm going to apologize, Scott. No, it's under. I'm going to apologize. Don't apologize. They're going to have 30, their 31st win tomorrow night, <laughs> right? I mean, that's, so, a, that's what we're looking at yeah, here. Yeah, it's under promise, over deliver. Everyone, <laughs> everyone loves that. <laughs> that's what I do. Just do, go low expectations so that I feel better about myself and about this team. 39 wins. They could legitimately get there. And I don't really care if they do or not. I do, I, that's the best part about it. I don't care if they do. I don't know what the real moves are going to be on draft day. You know what I mean? Like, what are those moves going to be? Where are they going to be exactly? I don't know, but you know that these guys are going to do their homework to try to be. The Jazz are in a position to make the best move they possibly can. There's no, you know, they talked about flexibility, but they talked about you can be patient. Like, they don't, ha- they don't have to go just do something. They, they just have to figure out where the right deal is, and they'll pull the trigger. Danny Ainge, not afraid to pull the trigger on big deals. I mean, he's proved that. I think, he, I think he's probably a diseased guy. He loves the trade. He loves all of this stuff. He's so a disease he's guy. Just, he's just, he just looking has for a, the opportunity. He's got a fix, and he's got a he's got an itch. He's got a scratch every year. Yeah, and it's just, just to create a little like bit he, of chaos. Yeah, just, so, I I brought this up on our show before the All Star break, and I was like, it'll be fascinating to see what going to an All Star game does for someone like Laurie Markkinen. Does it does it elevate his confidence? Does it like kind of wear him out and and like? He's, you know, it's it's like now everyone expects him to be a good player, and he can't handle the pressure of that. I know last night was only one game. I know it was the first game after the All-Star break. But early indications and what you saw from Laurie Markkinen last night, this dude <laughs> it was, I think he massively benefited from a, psych, uh, a, a confidence level, a psychological level where it boosted his, who he was and his confidence and I think his own expectation because you know he saw a lot and you've seen a lot out of Laurie um throughout this throughout this season but but i tell you what last night Laurie Markkinen upped his game I think everyone said he he went to a different level he went to a new level he went to wow the, this is just so exciting what he has and I, just watching I'm just envisioning in my head right now just a couple of those dunks I think that one where he went down the right baseline and, and it looked like he was, uh, you know, maybe going to lay the ball in or something like that. And he just kept flying and floating, and he has a two-hand slam. And it, it was just like, wow, this is just – this is a this is a new level and a new place. And I, I, I'm always fascinated by players and how when they get, they get these expanded opportunities. And I think even Walker Kessler ha- benefited from that, where, where he got to go hang out with the dudes at the – at the all-star game he was he was a part of it he was you know he he, he won a skills competition what it, it doesn't matter it's it's like when you feel like you're one of the best and it just it just brings more confidence to you it elevates your game and he came up big came up big last night with a lot of really amazing amazing blocks and uh those those opportunities and those things that's why that's why i was saying earlier in the segment alex why not go try to be in the playoffs now? Well, I, I kind of got convinced yesterday with David. it just gives you that confidence as you yeah. build down the road. I got kind of convinced yesterday with, with Locke when he goes. Because what we're not going to get out of Locke is you try to delicately ask him this every few interviews that we do. You go, so, uh, <clears throat> like, is there some strategy to, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe not playing your best, putting your best foot, best foot forward? And, you know, it's essentially asking, does this team tank or what? Like, is that where we're going to go here? And and you sort of asked it in a little bit of the same way this time, and he and and Locke just went straight to you know he doesn't roll his eyes, he knows exactly. He goes, yeah, I don't know when that is, but why not just like 
it'd be awesome if they got to – and this is a guy talking to who just wants to call more games, right? He goes, I would love to have a one-and-done type game where if you win that thing, you get to wait a couple of days and then play to try to get into the, the full playoff picture yeah. again. And that type of, of situation gets you into a spot where these guys will learn something different. That Lowry Markinen getting him – a pressure playoff type elimination game or some of these guys who've never been in that spot before to get them to that moment and to be the ones that they're asking them to do something else something different that's where i think that i'm, I'm leaning that direction now where i'm going yeah. i'm rooting for these guys to be in that nine ten spot the math kind of works out to where they'll probably likely be around that spot or just below it but i don't think you're necessarily going to see them the that 14 seed in the in the west you know if it happens but what was what was locks thing i think he said give it eight or nine games and then maybe after that then you go yeah <laughs> let's back off a little bit or, or whatever that whatever version of backing off quote unquote means for will hardy because he's not going to do that but uh I, i'm i'm excited it's just another it, it was another, when they got back into it last night i was so freaking glad it was two things that happened i went i am so dang glad the all-star weekend's over because that's a real basketball game last night, right? Yeah. That was so oh, much yeah. better basketball than yeah. even watching the All-Star game. No question. The, the events that surrounded it were amazing. I'm sure Lowry loved being a I'll, part of that. And yeah. I just went, thank heavens we're back to real basketball. I'll tell you what you have with this team. They have no skeletons in their closet. Like, they don't, they don't have bad memories. Like, this team really doesn't have right. bad memories. They, you know, they, they, they kind of have a fresh mind. Right. And, and to your point of maybe shooting to play in the playoffs and just kind of uh, – you know, create an opportunity where uh, you you fill their minds full of like positive outcomes, and and it's not, you know, well we're, we're, we we kind of suck, we didn't quite make the playoffs. You know, that's kind of a negative thing. And these these players, when they have the opportunity to to kind of build their their foundation, their careers, and not have it with skeletons, because you know Quinn Snyder, as good as he was, and Donovan and Rudy, they just they couldn't find a way to get you know get out of and go deep into the playoffs and, and so this team maybe there's an opportunity to kind of uh teach and train their brains without getting all those bad skeletons in their closet uh it's uh that's a good way to put it like when you when there's no when you just have to worry about the basketball uh that part seems like it's so much it just yeah. is so much more interesting think there's about no how, divas there's no yeah drama, think about how no, annoyed we were last year yeah. talking with the jazz and I hated and, watching the talking jazz about the jazz year. and trying to figure yeah. out like oh this is this is so ridiculous that we would ima- try to put ourselves in this spot where we go oh uh donovan and rudy are they getting along like why are we even having that freaking conversation yeah. it's so much better not to have it are there some things that go on in the locker room even like this one absolutely uh but you know what pros do they bury it and they put and they just get out on the court all right. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery, with the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented baby, by baby, G2G baby. Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
Welcome back. It's Unrivaled. Happy Friday to you. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell. Here we are, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone, here live at the Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy. Um, it's the Salt Lake out, uh, Outdoor and Recreation Expo. So anything, as they put it, anything, if you've got, if you own something that the wheels touch the dirt, you're going to want to be here. And I'd say it's a lot more. I mean, just like you were saying, I mean, we've been, we're, it's unfortunate and an amazing thing that we're sitting next to the Veth's Jerky booth, <laughs> which is a crispy beef jerky, and it is freaking fantastic. Amazing. And so you don't need to, obviously you go, oh, well, I can only eat that if I go on the, uh, in the outdoors on the, uh, and off-road. No, you can come down and get a bunch of treats, a bunch of fun stuff. We're here all the way till they 6. They have so over $40,000 in prizes. The giveaways. The giveaways the next yeah. two days. Yeah, no, it's, it's a fun I mean, one it's to come down really, to. It's really, it's so cool here. Yeah, I'm blown Love away it. by every, it doesn't matter what industry that we kind of see over the last few weeks when we roll into the uh, Expo Center. The amount of technology that, that there, the advances in these industries, there's some freaking geniuses rolling this stuff out, man. I love it. I so. love I loved your comment when you go, we were looking at one of these off-road yeah. vehicles. Really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go, you know, try try explaining that to, like, the pioneers, <laughs> that that right there is just for fun. No, no. <laughs> it's just a fun try thing. To, the pioneers, are like, it's one of those, they had it up on a rock, you know, like almost straight up, <laughs> right. you know. And you go, and then the pioneers go, wow, we may have gone over there. And go, no, no, that's for fun. That's just for this fun. <laughs> no, we fly over these mountains. No, 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 no. You take a plane now. Yeah. This is, we choose to go up into the. Uh, like the way you guys had to walk over here. Like, we choose we to climb for, those rocks. Yeah, we yes. do that on a weekend for fun. But it's crazy, too, because it's like, uh, get into this fully encased, like, cab on these off, on these off-road insane vehicles. Uh, air stereo system. Air, air, yes. <laughs> like, you don't have to be getting the dirt in the teeth anymore, man. No. Uh, okay. But if you want dirt in the teeth, this is the place to You can do that, that's, You know what? That's a perfect way to do it. You want some dirt in your teeth? Come on down. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll help you out with that. Uh, we'll, we'll clean it out with crispy beef, beef jerky. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> beef jerky's good. It's way too good. This one. And the guy yeah. keeps rolling over here with yeah. us. We'll chat with him in a minute. Uh, okay. So I, wanna, I want everybody to calm down a little bit because it feels like the sky's falling a little bit if you are a Pac-12 fan, right? Um, and not necessarily, but, like, I – when the rumbling goes on, it's it, it's not just the – it's the where there's smoke, there's fire kind of a, a, a vibe to it. But there's also just like – even if it's not the reality, the perception is a little bit the reality where we go, sure. oh, I guess uh, I guess you're signing up for this media rights deal and it's not going to be very good and some teams aren't going to be that interested and San Diego State is definitely going to be a member of the Pac-12. Like all these things have been talked about over the last few, few days in – in absolute like terms, where everybody goes, no, yes. the Pac-12 is not going to survive. They're going to have to break up, or Washington and Oregon don't want to be here. Well, the news now, as it changes every day, it's likely that Oregon and Washington are not going to get that invite anytime soon to the Big Ten, at least, because uh, they're not really that interested in a, a, a more than 16-team setup, the Big Ten. Right. Uh, which is good news for, I think, at least a little bit. But that's also the possibility that the – if there's blood in the water, maybe Brett Yormark finds a way to attack and go after Washington and Oregon himself, go after some of these other, you know, like we've, we've talked about the four corner schools, which have been, uh, you know, bantered about as the possibility of, of being a team, you know, a set of teams that could go to the Big 12 at some point. And I know that sounds sacrilegious to a bunch of 
Pac-12 fans who are like, no, man, that's – no, the Pac-12 is way better than the Big 12. Uh, but right now, you've got to kind of find a place to live. And unfortunately, you've got to kind of commit long-term, even though we don't know exactly what the future is going to look like. I think the, the commissioner – or not the commissioners, but the presidents of these universities – they really need to make a decision about how important is college football to our conference, to our schools, to our whole uh, livelihood. Are we are we interested in it? And if we are, then we really need to put our money where our mouth is. These are these are tremendous universities, all of them in the in the Pac-12 conference, and the ones that are going to stay, the ten, they're, they're they're really great schools, and they just need to decide is football important? Does it matter? And if it does, then they they really need to get behind it and and support everything that's going on and i uh, you know I, I don't i don't i don't see how because people have made their deals now right so i don't i don't see how things change in the next you know couple of years uh the the the, the teams that made moves they said all right we're going to get new tv rights deals i have to believe like uh, the big 10 and the sec they said we need a larger footprint like if you guys want to get paid more we need, a, we need an expanded conference. And if we can expand your footprint, and I'm sure the SEC said, well, what's the biggest names we can get that make sense? And I, I'm sure they had conversations. And the Pac-12, where the Pac-12 really got screwed is making and turning the Pac-12 network and, 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 and betting the ranch on the Pac-12 network, creating it, developing it, betting on it, and, and it was a bad bet. It was a bad bet. And these TV powers, Fox, CBS, um, ESPN, they said, we will bear, bury you. And, and they essentially have. And then they've kind of picked, picked apart what they liked, and that was USC and UCLA. And they said, off we go. And the rest of you, oh, well. I mean, I mean ESPN television does not need the Pac-12. It, they don't need Oregon and Washington. They don't need Stanford. They don't need, they don't need any of these schools. Uh, to have a successful media rights deal. The, the Big Ten, the SEC, are far bigger than anything that's going to be left uh, in the Pac-12. For so, sure. So who cares? You know, I mean, I mean, really, and if the Pac-12, you know, was smart, they'd, they'd like, get rid of uh, the, the Pac-12 network. They'd assign it over to someone who knew what they could do with it, like uh, one of these big TV brands, and it, and it becomes an ESPN or a Fox, um, you know, affiliate type of, uh, in network and uh, that you know that's a far better deal than what what they're doing with it. Maybe they're going to do that anyways. I don't know, but um, I don't I don't I don't foresee. You know, I, I hear all this stuff, and I hear the Pac-12 is going to have a media rights deal and whatever it is. I just think it's going to give a really key indication of what's going to happen. Maybe not tomorrow, but certainly here in, in the near future. Uh, it's funny when they talk about. You know, I was looking at this online poll that was like, hey, should the Big Ten attempt to further expand with Pac-12 schools? And they had this, and it was like, no, stay as is. That was one of the options. Got 24% of the vote. Uh, yes, try Oregon and Washington. That's by far the biggest one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then, But I also think, and then uh, option two, meaning Oregon and Washington, but then also adding Stanford and Cal. So that would be adding four more teams to your already 16-team league. It's fun to do little polls like this and go, yeah, you should add Washington and Oregon. There's, it's so much more complicated. And you talk about these guys who are already splitting up revenue among these 16 teams, and they're, they're hoping to get between that 70 to $75 million this these first few years. And then eventually, you know, we saw the projections of up to $100 million. 
adding four teams changes that dynamic quite a bit. And just saying let's add those teams is not really the thing. I know it was a very pie-in-the-sky and out-of-the-box thinking for them to land USC and UCLA. What a freaking coup by uh, Kevin Warren uh, to be able to pull that off before he got out of there. But, man, instability is one thing. But just being able to go, yeah, just add some of those teams to your conference, that's also not how it works either. So I think that's a benefit to people who are like, pac 12s falling apart. You know why? They're just going to take Washington and Oregon. You don't just take Washington and Oregon. I think the Big Ten looks at it and goes, hey, we haven't even started up this new iteration of us yet. We're not going to talk about expanding to other teams until we figure out that this is a good, you know, a viable thing for us. See, I still think watch out for the Big 12. I really do. I, I, I think watch out for the Big 12. We, we had uh, Dave McCann on who, yesterday, who's a uh, BYU, um, TV. BYU TV Massive guy. BYU homer. Yeah. He's a massive BYU homer, right? And I feel like it's funny how the ebb and flow of conference affiliation impacts your confidence as a in the rivalry between BYU and Utah. Because talking to him on the phone, or when we talked to him yesterday on the radio, He's like, yeah, you know, we at the Big 12, boy, we're in great shape, and you know, we're we're looking to expand, and you know, uh, we we really don't want Utah, and we don't want you know Colorado, and and it was just like, and a, and a few years ago, BYU was in oblivion, and in, in you know they were in uh, uh, independence and didn't have a leg to stand on, and and it's just funny the whole um, the whole rivalry, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those those other little added layers to all of this media rights deal and that uh you know your conference sucks and your conference is going to be annihilated and our conference is going to kill your conference and you know the pac-12 is going to going to explode and you know i remember byu fans back in the day when utah went to the to the big 12 going or the uh, pac-12 and the fans go oh you'll, you'll be lucky to be a 500 team you'll never win the conference you know you you, you just don't have the ability to compete and you're hearing that now about BYU. You know, like like some people are like, well, BYU is going to finish 12th in the conference this year, and they're never going to compete in basketball. And and we, none of us really know what, what has, you know, what's going to happen with it. But I think it's a fun little wrinkle in in the rivalry between Utah and BYU. This is a conference affiliation, these media rights deals. Our media rights deal is better than your media rights deal. And, and I, it, just, it just cracks me up. And I just heard a little bit of that. Uh, on the phone when we were we were talking to Dave McCann yesterday, he's you know, I don't know. I know that the whole like Apple. Apparently, the newest thing is is Apple didn't make a a formal move or offer to the Pac-12 for their media rights, but Ion Television did. How many uh, shows do you watch on Ion uh, Television, Scott? I know you probably downloaded Script Sports, which well, is uh, an affiliated. What the heck group. is Ion? Oh, I, boy. I've never even heard of it. I'm trying to. I'm looking the other. I'm trying to. Reruns of Psych. I didn't break this to you, did I? <laughs> They've got reruns of Psych going on it right now. What's Those Psych? <laughs> I've heard of Psych. He's a pretty decent uh, former USA. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> I believe also I Criminal Minds. So used to be on USA. Maybe. Mm. Has has Suits been on there yet or no? They haven't been able to Next land that uh, syndication yet. <laughs> okay. Well, apparently, Ion TV, which is owned by Scripps, and Scripps just launched. Uh, script sports now they have 61 local tv stations scott okay oh, that's way more than apple has it was founded in 90 oh boy scott's on their wikipedia oh no scott's on their wikipedia 
Oh shoot, Scott. This is a bad. Sorry, I brought this up. So now you you're having a good Friday. Pac 12s dead. Hi <laughs> on TV. Uh, That's worse than the Pac 12 network. No, I mean it might be. Yeah. What was the old? Uh, it wasn't the, the mountain was its own joke of a situation. All those but BYU back when fans ESPN, right now. Going, yeah. Back I, when ESPN Plus was literally like just uh, like now ESPN Plus is like a real thing, but ESPN Plus back then. When it was on ESPN Plus, that meant it was not a real game that was being played. Anyway, all right. Well, we'll see. Boy, I just ruined Scott's Friday. You didn't know about the Ion TV situation, huh? Whatever. Might be your newest partner. Might be your newest. Uh, see, that's why they roll TV. it out on Friday. Is because <laughs> people aren't paying attention. Uh, I hate the idea too. Where they go, yeah, Apple might. Apple's like, we never even heard of you. Ion's like, we made a big offer. It's like, jeez, man. Which one is it? Hey, uh, all you Utah fans, turn off the radio so you don't have to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but what? The Pac-12's dead? Here comes the Pac-12's dead oh, talk. Oh, boy. Scott just got into the tank, dude. Oh, man. I didn't I didn't mean to send you to a weird spot there. All right. Eye on TV. Well, we you started out by going, hey, this looks pretty positive. And I'm all, you ever heard of Eye on TV? You ever watch reruns oh. of things that were on the USA Network? We can get that now. And Pac-12 football, possibly. All right. Uh, Remedical Men, it's Utah's only physician-owned operated wellness clinic offering ED treatments that are discreet, non-invasive, and customized to your needs. Remedical, renew, restore, reclaim. Visit remedical.com today. Uh, more to go. We are at the Mount America Expo Center. We are at the Salt Lake Outdoor Recreation Expo. Uh, you can come by the booth. We're going to be here till uh, 6 o'clock or more. And uh, tons of stuff to win here. Come down, bring the kids tomorrow and Saturday. Uh, what is it? Tonight and Saturday, right? So come down and check it out. More to go around the corner. Let's do some more to the odds going into the weekend here. Stay with us, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Accessing. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. John Wilner from the Merc. What are the odds? Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! You'll know exactly, um, more or less, what's going to happen. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. So good to be out on a Friday, out of the studio, into the uh, into the Mountain America Expo Center where we are hanging out at the Salt Lake Off-Road and Outdoor Expo. It is a ton of fun. And every year it gets a little bit bigger. Uh, every year there's more stuff. And now any of these, we've been, the last three weeks in a row we've been to these shows uh, here at the Mountain America Expo Center. Everything's back, man. It feels good to have everybody back doing their thing. You could always go outdoors. You know, during the whole pandemic thing, but, you know, coming to this stuff was limited, and now we're back. It's really, really fun to come check all this stuff out. So come down. We're at the Mountain America Expo Center all the way till 6 o'clock. Uh, what are the odds goes like this? Scott, I give you a scenario. You tell me a 0 to 100% chance that thing will or will not happen. Bonus points, you can give me a number, a jersey number that goes with that. So here we go. Uh, let me see. Also, yeah. What are the odds that uh, Bobby Wagner returns to play for Seattle? Just got uh, – just ended after one year, everything with the Rams. One and done. It was a five-year, $50 million deal, and then uh, he's walking away from it. This guy can still play. He's still intense. I don't know exactly what that, what that means in terms of, uh, you, know, what the, uh, you know, what we're supposed to – I don't know. That's a guy that you want to know why he was only there for one year. I think there's some gas in the tank. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think he can still play. I, there's no way team, he's going back to Seattle. No, right. but you get a team like uh, 
where the Buffalo Bills, where they got Von Miller, and, and he was just that last Ooh. little piece on their defense. Nice. You know, maybe it's a team that's, you know, a, a playoff contending team. He wants to go to a contender for sure. Sure, and, and uh, you know, you could see see that happening and kind of shoring up a, a defense. Or He's at a point in his, year, in his career and maybe in his ability to negotiate where it's like maybe he goes to a team like Kansas City where he goes, I got a high probability of going to the Super Bowl, and and you see that with teams that um, have a lot of success. Sure. They attract some really good players. And, you know, you think of Charles Haley back in the day when, you know, he kind of bounced back between the 49ers and the Cowboys. Yeah. I, gi- I, give, it a, I give it above. Fi- I'm going to go with, you know, one of the greatest linebackers of all time, uh, 56% chance, oh. Lawrence Taylor. That he goes, he goes back there. Uh, you know, he probably all goes right. somewhere. I'm going to go with one of the best. I'm going to go with one of the best linebackers of all time. May he rest. Is anyone better than Lawrence Taylor? Fifty-six percent, Derek Thomas. Oh, okay. Also pretty good. Right? Pretty darn good. Yeah. That fifty-six. Those are two uh, pretty, pretty high quality uh, numbers. It reminds there. me, I have to give a picture to Rusty Keys there. Of what? Of Kansas you, of you getting sacked team. by Derek Thomas? Or no, something? actually getting away from him. <laughs> <laughs> I escaped. Like he may have been fast, but I was just a little bit faster. And then because uh, fear is a great motivator, man. You want to be fast? Be fr- afraid. Get afraid. You'll be freaking fast if you're afraid. You're running for your life. You're running. Yeah. <laughs> just you're, running. You're, you're running to to uh, make a football team. You're you're going you're going pretty fast. The I mean, fear Forrest Gump, you know, said it best. If ever I was going anywhere, I was running. I was running. I was running. I like it. All right. What are the odds that Walker Kessler gets named to the All-NBA rookie team, Scott? Man, uh, I'll give it a I'll give it a 90. Ooh, going uh, high here, huh? Yeah, I think it's right. way high. All right. 90. I'll give it a 92% chance. Um, we'll go with Reggie White. I'll hang out with that same uh, number. Not same-ish number, but I'll go with that okay. same guy you mentioned, Charles Haley, ninety-four percent. Okay, all right, we're here at the uh, we're here at the Salt Lake Off Road and Outdoor Expo. Let's lock in. This is unrivaled. Yes, yes. The teams you live for, the sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig, presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey, everybody. Welcome on in. It's another edition of Unrivaled. It's a Friday. We are on the road. We are at the Mountain America Expo Center for the Salt Lake Outdoor and Recreation Expo. Scott's gotten the thing now where people come up and they go, you know what booth you got to go see? And so here we go. Every freaking break. Scott's going to be like, do you have some time to go over and see those guys? Do you have some time to go over and check out that shirt? Do you have some time to go check out that Jeep? Uh, the answer is wait till the end of the show, would you? This place is so awesome. It's a responsible really party. I mean, Iceland X. You can go and explore Iceland. They have, like, you can go backcountry uh, no. glaciers. and Well, all of Iceland's uh, backcountry. Come on. No, but they were talking about how you uh, can go when you're, you're high up in the, uh, you do a, one of these summer trips, and you do four, and you do four by four, you do four-wheeling, uh, like, through the night because the sun is up the entire right, time, yeah. right? And so you kind of do this four by four in the midnight sun. That's kind of what they've been uh, talking about over there. Just watched, come down here a little bit of that. and it's check cool. this out. Seriously, if you're, if you're out and about, you've got to come down. This is so amazing. It grows every year. It just if you live in Utah, you want to get out and enjoy it. 
this is an awesome way to figure out how to go do it. And you can do it cheap or you can do it expensive, whatever, but just do it. Got to come down. Uh, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. This is where you can come uh, hang out here with us all the way till 6 o'clock. Got tons going on in the program. We're kicking off the hours we always do with the cut. So let's jump in here and we'll chat with our buddy Matt Bimonte. Let's do it. The other question. Undeniable, unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. All right, the cut, as always, presented by G2G Bars. All natural ingredients, no preservatives. Additive free, preservative free, like I always say. A protein bar that doesn't quit, a protein bar that tastes amazing. It found in the refrigerated section of your uh, Associated Foods, Costco, Holiday Oil, and Maverick. G2GBar.com. Matt Bamani. Matt Bamonte, of course, hosts Cougar Sports Saturday uh, on the weekends with Mitch Harper, our other BYU insider for KSLSports.com. What's going on, Matt? How are you guys doing? You having a good yeah, Friday? How are you doing? We're out, we're out and about, and that's all that matters. Like we are uh, at the coolest place in the world. Matt. I don't have to hang out with just Scott, which is always good. You know, if it's is just it really though, it's mean, a cabin fever. No, we have fun times. I'm just saying, the cabin fever kind of it's a it's a real thing. Yeah. So when you can get out and uh, hang out at these things, it's a lot of fun. Uh, let's chat a little bit, uh, Matt, because you know BYU looking at spring football. This is kind of one of those interesting years that you know. Uh, it, spring football has become more important. It used to be kind of a, oh, yeah, we'll see what we got out here. And there certainly are going to be guys who are dealing with injury. Uh, you're going to have some guys who are out who have had surgery, and they're not going to be available till the fall. But then you have guys now who are two things, the transfer portal guys uh, or the early enrollees in January that are coming out of high school or transfers kind of overall. So you get guys who want to hit the ground running already and have been chomping at the bit since January. I think that's more likely going to be the case going forward. Spring gets more important every year. Yeah, it, it does. This spring football is really important for BYU from a defensive perspective just because it, that's where the scheme's going to be installed. And, and, yeah, there's guys missing. Uh, you're not going to have Ben Bywater. Uh, that, that's going to be a loss just from building continuity with the new scheme. But there's not a ton of interesting position battles. I think at receiver, you know who the names are. At running back, you know who the names are. Uh, it is a bummer that the newcomer, Aiden Robbins, he will not be participating. So that oh. opens the door for uh, Hinkley Ropati, uh, Miles Davis to maybe carve out a bigger role because Robbins is uh, not 100% healthy. And then the quarterback battle, it's not really a battle. I think we all know that Slovis is going to be the guy. What? It is going to be interesting to watch, though, just because Slovis, Slovis hasn't been fully healthy and hasn't looked good the past couple of years, and I think that's where some of the concern from BYU fans comes from is like, why are these guys' numbers declining every year? So, But with Slovis, uh, all indications are that he's healthier than he's ever been. i, I got to see it because I'll never forget that first spring ball after Zach Wilson had went to the NFL, I think – I can only speak for myself, but I thought Jaron Hall was always going to win that job, but I needed to see it. Like, is he throwing the ball well? Is he healthy? Because he's coming off the injury. And from day one in spring ball with Jaron Hall, he was throwing a beautiful ball. It had a lot of zip, and you just felt like, okay, this dude is healthy. He looks great. That's what I want to see with Slovis. Like, is there is there good accuracy on his throws? Because Look, Scott knows this from his days playing spring ball, right, Scott? Like, there's not going to be any simulated pressure. It's, it's, it's made to be easy. So when the conditions are good for a quarterback, 
I got to see accuracy. I got to see zip on those passes. And if, if those things are evident from Slovis, then that's a great indication that things are off to a good start. If it's wobbly, if the timing's not there, then maybe it opens the door for Finnegan or Retzlaff, who are chomping at the bit to, to beat out Slovis. But uh, it's spring ball is important, like you said, Alex. But unfortunately, I just don't know that there's a lot of juicy storylines this year in spring ball for BYU. Scott, did you you had spring football when you played football? Yeah, right? actually, spring football. The leather helmets and the spring football. Sure. <laughs> uh, what, I'll tell you what. We had a spring game, and it was an alumni game. And if you you wanted hey. to. If you want something interesting, that's what they're doing to BYU back, again. Back this in year. the day, no, like uh, oh, full, a legit, full on oh, no, no, really? That, oh yeah, it was wow, it was awesome. Where did you they get hats? Did you have to loan <laughs> your let... helmet to somebody? Oh no, 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 no. They have in the equipment had, room. They got extra equipment. Yeah, there. come on, man. You don't uh, think so, BYU, you don't think BYU's equipment team could could uh, yes. deck out the, the guys who are coming for the alumni game? A lot of them had their own their own gear. I don't know. All these all these players just sell the stuff at the end of their career. So do you want to be giving that away anyways? That's weird that they sell it. <laughs> Look, um, I want no to, to your point. Like quarterbacks actually benefit from spring ball, and I think fall camp probably as much as anyone getting as li- alive of possible reps as you can is is such a good. And it's not the same as game situations, but it's pretty good. So, so that'll be good for Keaton Slovis to get a lot of reps, and and I think he'll need them. Uh, I I, I want to go a different route here. I, I have a different question. And we had Dave McCann on, uh, I believe it was yesterday, and he's a BYU homer, and you're a BYU homer, and I, I'm hey. curious. Yeah, it's part well, of the deal. You are. I mean, it's, it's okay. I, you know, own, own it. it. Let's yeah. go. And you do own it. You're you're amazing at it, right? So what I'm curious about is, is there in the Utah BYU rivalry? Is there this like, you know, we we have the better of everything because we kind of have our conference media rights deal done and. There looks like there's a lot of stability in the Big 12 right now, and uh, the Pac-12 is is you know up in arms. Do, do you relish in the misery of your rivalry when their conference is kind of suffering? Absolutely, and that's what made that's what makes the rivalry so great is that that your that BYU fans care about this, and that Utah fans care about it too. I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be one of the the America's great rivalries. If it was like, oh, we, you know, we wish you guys would just get more money than us, and everything's kumbaya. No, I, I think everything that went down the first time around, where where Utah got in and BYU didn't, that's obviously been a, a sore subject for BYU fans for as long as it was a sore subject until BYU got into the Big 12. So now that fortunes have turned a little bit to where the Big 12 appears to be more secured. Look. In realignment, things can change on a dime, but uh, yeah, I, I think it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be uh, it, it would diminish the rivalry if BOU fans did not take a victory lap a little bit on the on the media rights thing. What's your? I want to get your thoughts though, Scott, on what the heck is going on. There's just random leaks coming all the time. Like it just mm. doesn't look good from the Pac-12's perspective on, Matt, what's, do you have, on uh, what's going on behind the Matt, scenes. Matt, do you have Ion TV as part of your uh, subscriptions? <laughs> I've never you heard of it, You might, you might be you. in luck. Neither have I, and that's where it looks like the Pac-12 is headed. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it's, it doesn't look good. I just remember, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it, it was a very important person uh, tied to the University of Utah. Somebody that, huge. That said, we want to basically make BYU irrelevant. 
Like, like we I believe there it. They, and so they knew when BYU wasn't invited to a Power Five conference, they went independent. There was a serious strategy and push to try to basically just like ending the BYU Utah rivalry game. The whole thing they were, they were, they were trying to uh, uh, just minimize that or make it go away. And, right. And I just find it, you know, because it does. It ebbs and flows all the time. And there was certainly with the, with with the. <laughs> We're getting inundated with beef jerky. Right like, now. why does everybody? Everybody goes. I heard you like beef jerky. They just drop it all off to back up the truck. It's insane. It all over right it's right good. Oh, it's but good. yeah, there, there's. And I was just curious about that because I heard a little, a little twinge of it with, uh, with McCann, and I was just curious, you know, because because oh, absolutely, you know, be, it's you know, uh, Utah fans, fans are, are just, celebrating right now. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Uh, if, if you see all this stuff, Matt, and you, I mean, like from, from the perspective of somebody who. We just want to like make sure that the best football is on the pro- you know the product is, is is as good as it can be. Like I, I don't know how much all this stuff actually adds to, or I mean, or takes away even from the direction of college football, which just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I know people freak out a little bit about it, uh, about like, oh, what's the Pac-12 going to look like? What's the Big Ten, Big Twelve going to look like? I know there are a lot of BYU fans who are like, I don't want an invite uh, for Utah and Colorado and the Arizona schools to get there. But for me, I just look at it and go. Absolutely, this is a game of risk. You've got to tear out pieces of, uh, of territory. Would you be interested in that type of a of a sixteen team, you know, uh, conference in the next couple of years, making those invites, or, or you know, that Brett Yormark might be looking to expand kind of wherever he can? Oh yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely be interested. But and, and this is why the Oregon and Washington thing doesn't make a lot of sense to me is the new Big 12 has 12 members who are committed to each other and want to build a great league. I think the original members of the Big 12, so not not BYU, not not the new four, I think that they got sick of Texas and Oklahoma wanting all these concessions and being difficult. And I would, I, I think Brett Yormark's made it clear, the Big 12 commissioner, that they would love to expand. They want to be in every time zone because that creates value from just a an opportunity to have games from start to finish all day long on whatever networks they have deals with, which is Fox and ESPN for now. So 16 makes sense if you're bringing in four teams that are committed and aren't going to have a wandering eye to the Big Ten. And so if that's Utah and Colorado and the Arizona schools, that would be great. It's a no-brainer for the Big 12. I do get a little concerned on the Colorado and Utah side of things because we know that Utah would love to be a part of the Big Ten. And Colorado's already left the conference before to go to the Pac-12. Arizona's, I think, could be interesting from a standpoint of they were in the shadow of USC and UCLA for a long time. And maybe they could see the Big 12 as an opportunity to be the top dogs in a, in a power league. So it's, it is interesting how it's all going to shake out, but the Big 12 does need to be careful in that. If you're going to bring people in, they got to be committed. There can't be this, you know, like, it's hard to know what's fact and what's not, but you've seen reports that Oregon and Washington, they've reached out, but they want to be, you know, they want to get out of the grant of rights if the Big 10 comes, like, okay, if that's, if that's how it's going to be, I'm not interested because right. we got to protect what we have because if you're opening the door for teams to leave and, and go here and there, then you could be in a situation that the Pac-12 is in currently. So I'm totally interested in bringing on teams from the on the Pac-12 if it crumbles. 
but it's got to be the right teams. And I think what's best for college football, though, is that the Pac-12 stays a conference, and, and maybe they add San Diego State and SMU, I don't know who, but I would love some regionality still in college football, and if the Pac-12 splinters and you got Oregon State playing UCF, it's just crazy. So I think it's best for college football that the Pac-12 figures this out and makes the presidents happy with a good deal, and that that's what I'm rooting for. But for sure, the Big 12, if you go to 16, that's what the SEC and Big 10 have. If you're the 13 no, and well, you get the, to 16, the, right. yeah, there's the, stability the, uh, there. The, the news I heard was that the Pac-12 was really going to make a big push for BYU. <laughs> yeah, right. They're coming, they're coming that after would you, never man. happen. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, but listen. I'm just kidding. Everyone out the, there, it's a the, joke. The part, the part of it that's interesting is, you know, it, it's the most, for, for how wild it is, it's the most stable BYU has felt in a long, long, yeah. long time. Even though, you know, Ever. I was reading an article today. Uh, yeah, I was reading an article today about how uh, much – revenue increased during that independence era and it was it was the move they needed to make at that moment and i know everybody poo-pooed independence for a long time it started really actually getting pretty darn good uh you know kind of toward the end there the last like five or six years were really difficult schedules really fun schedules and the money started to pay off a lot more and even then you're talking about a third of what you're going to be bringing in by just just by virtue of joining, uh, you know, the Big Twelve, you're going to to see so much more increase in what BYU was getting revenue wise. It's just a, a massive thing. Plus, the time zone thing, no one cares anymore, Matt. Like people are going, oh yeah, what, how would that be to have Oregon State and and uh, UCF in the same division? It's like, well, or UCF is in the same division as uh, as BYU. That's insane enough too. Or West Virginia and BYU are in the same freaking uh, you know conference. That's wild. No one cares anymore. No one cares about your travel stuff. No one cares. Like, the cost is going to go through the roof. Do you notice any of these guys batting an eye about it? They're only worried that these athletes are going to get totally burned out. But even then, it's just the new norm. You've got to travel a ton if you're going to be in the new college football kind of uh, lined-up conferences across the country. Look, and what happens, that's, why the big, what happens, that's why the Big that's why the Big 12 is in a good spot, though, because they have that line, your line of thinking, right. Alex. They don't care. They, they expanded. What? And they're they're stable. Go ahead, Scott. What do you got? Uh, I'm just curious about well, the combines coming up next week, and uh, Jaron Hall is, uh, I guess, a participant. What what do you know about his status, and what does the combine mean to him? He's good to go, and the combine is everything for him because the Senior Bowl week did not go according to plan. Uh, mixed results, and then didn't get to play in the game, and so. The combine, I really hate the combine. I think it's ridiculous that so much stock is put on the combine, but it's huge. And Jaron Hall, he's going to run a fast time. Like he, he could be, he could legitimately be sub four or five, which would be, that would be eye popping to NFL scouts that this dude can throw the football as accurately and as strongly as he can and run a four or five. So pro day and combine for Jaron Hall are going to be absolutely massive. And He's got the he's got the skill set. He's got the physique to put up eye popping numbers and really enhance his stock. We didn't see his stock from from NFL circles move a whole lot from the Senior Bowl, and the Senior Bowl has moved people's stock from time to time. But really, it's the pro day and specifically the combine where people really start to take off. That was where Zach Wilson just exploded. That pro day throw and oh this is the arm strength it's crazy 
I'm not saying that Jaron Hall is going to rise like that, but he has the physical makeup to really open some eyes without the pads on and not playing real football. So they are. If he puts up good numbers, his stock's going to increase. Like it's, it's huge. This is uh, this will be the most important job interview he's ever, he's ever had because he can he can make millions of dollars here. I I can uh, I, I got invited to the combine and I can take a plus one. Uh, if you're interested, Matt. Matt you yeah, you Matt, you want to go? Said you didn't really like the no, combine. But hey, no, look, look. Matt. It's a, it's a, it's like a quarterback suite. It's like a legends quarterback. Like former quarterbacks will be hanging out in there, and you. I think that we should give this Sign away. As a, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I, I'm not going to enjoy watching people run the 40 yard dash for a week, but if, yes, if I want to mix it up with NFL quarterbacks, sign me up. Yeah, you'd actually probably be like, I do actually want to see the, uh, I, I want to see the 40s. If you're there in person, you'll watch them all. So. Uh, that's just part of it. Okay. Uh, Matt, thanks for hanging out. Cougar Sports Saturday tomorrow. What are you guys doing? Hey, guess what we have going on tomorrow? I think you if you've never listened, tomorrow's the day. Our guy, Brett McMurphy, who started the go. Ion Rumors, he's coming on <laughs> Saturday. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, he started the Ion Network. I'm like, wait a minute. He's like, I'm going to start my own TV network and make an offer to the Pac 12 this week and be a part of this uh, bidding code. So, Brett McMurphy from uh, Stadium, right? He's going to, he's going to, He's going to hook you guys up with all the insider info on whether or not the Pac-12 is going to dissolve. Yeah, basically. So uh, after tomorrow's interview on Cougar Sports Saturday, uh, we'll know what's happening. Probably not. I got to tune in for that. It'll one. be fun to have it'll it'll be fun to have Brett on to talk about that, and then just getting ready for spring football. You know, football is twenty four seven, three sixty five these these days. It's fun to talk football. Absolutely. All right, Matt. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Yeah, have a great weekend, you guys. Take care. There Thanks, you go. Matt. There's Matt. Bye, Monty. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented baby, baby, by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back, everybody. It's Unrivaled 97.5 BKSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell. And you. Thanks for being with us on a Friday. Uh, yeah, you know, I have a hard time. As much as we sit down here and we do our show, we got to wander around the Expo Center, Mountain America Expo Center, where we are for the uh, Salt Lake Outdoor and Recreation Expo. And we got to walk around a little bit. And then what ends up happening when we do the show, there's never enough time to do it during a break. Uh, and so then I get itchy. I want to start. I want to go around and start actually checking more stuff out. Well, if you want, you can miss a segment. Go check some stuff out. I'll, I'll cover for you. No, literally, I'm itchy. Is there like a cream, oh. a little a booth <laughs> that has like a – no, but I do think that the – There's a lot of things out in nature that can make you itchy. You know, so I'm, I'm sure they have a lot of remedies here. Hey, everybody. You want a revelation? There's a lot of stuff out there in nature that will make you itchy. Make that you is itchy. a Scott Mitchell quote right there. Uh, it's true. I, I saw a guy walk by, and he had, like, this he- kind of heavy-duty tow rope. Oh. And I want that thing, man. I want I want to get one of those. Yeah, any man worth his salt has a heavy-duty have a chain. I have a heavy-duty chain. I have a heavy-duty heavy yeah. heavy chain, yeah. but the chain's heavy, and it's not right. that fun to drag around. And it can rust out. I bit. want to get one of those ropes. Now, I will tell you, so we have a golf cart, you know, 
Yes. And we have a little, I have a little tow rope that I uh, put on that thing. You see what we do? Weeks like this week with the big snowstorm, uh-huh. you drag people around on the, uh, in the back with the snow. Amazing. Oh, that would be fun. So that's my off-road On vehicle. the golf court? On the golf, on the golf course? No. On the golf please, course. Please, no. The court. The, the golf, golf court. Uh, hey, did you see this at Jeff Bezos' uh, – did you see Jeff Bezos' exploring buying an NFL team? He put a firm together. Uh, he hired a firm to uh, explore Wait, is there, the – Redskins still for sale? They, uh, they, haven't, they haven't – No, they haven't sold technically. I think Dan yeah. Snyder still uh, – but I think that's the I think that's the idea because okay. he lives in Washington. Yeah. He owns the Washington Post. Uh, well, what do, I guess you have to list the things he doesn't own uh, <laughs> for people. <laughs> kind of owns the world a little bit. So close to it, anyways. I look at it and I go, okay, Walmart gets involved and they buy a team, right? They're they're by far the the most uh, high profile and rich owner now in the uh, in the NFL. Jeff Bezos would get into this uh, discussion. He would immediately become the richest uh, NFL owner, you know, of anything. And you think, and, and I don't know, do you think it's just good that, like, hey, we're going to have the, like, like it's a cool thing for just billionaires to own NFL teams and not necessarily that they would be really, really good at running it because I don't look at Jeff Bezos and go, I, okay, I, because I, I watched the Jeff Bezos from the early 90s, like the nerdy guy who started up, like, the – you know, Amazon just selling a couple books here and there. Yes. To turn it into what it is. And like now they just wanna now they just wanna hide now they just wanna buy an NFL team for the sake of buying a freaking NFL team. Well you, and you know, who yeah. knows if they even want to do a good job with it. They just wanna be like they're seen. It's a good it's obviously a good it's a it's a good investment if you've got five billion dollars laying around, which is what you're gonna have to do if you're gonna buy the Redskins. That's the problem you have with anything. Like you look at Ryan Smith, right? He paid a billion dollars for the Utah Jazz. But I don't have to be convinced that he's no, no, a fan. Well, you know on. what I mean? Yeah, let me let me finish. So, um, but he's he's someone who has a personal vested interest. So if you're a fan of the Jazz, you're you're feeling really confident, like, okay, he cares about the Jazz. And you see the moves that he's made in hiring Danny Ainge and, you know, the whole thing, rebranding the Jazz, really kind of bringing the Jazz into the 21st century, whatever century we're in. And uh, so you go... That makes sense. But the only people that can own a team these days, Alex, are billionaires. So some of them go, well, that's a great investment. I don't care how the team runs. Or you just luck out if you're a jazz fan and go, yeah, we just happen to have a billionaire here who actually is a jazz fan. I mean, the guy shoots three-pointers before the game. Yeah. You know, I don't think Jeff Bezos is going to be out there, you know, running routes. Jeff Bezos is from, like, like he – he would have grown up, it if he liked happened. sports, he would have grown up as, a, like, a Seahawks fan, right? Yeah. He would have grown up. Somewhat, and instead, right. instead, it's like, oh, I'm a big Washington, <clears throat> uh, what's the name of the football team again? Like, that's, I don't get the vibe of this guy. Like, there, just being like, I have a kajillion dollars, I guess I should own an NFL team. I kind of hate that. There was a time when, I don't know that NFL owners were all that great and sexy, but they've, they've now seen the value of all this and realized how amazing uh, it is to, to, you know, from a financial windfall to own a, a, a franchise. And, but the, the, you know, the um, barrier to entry is high. <laughs> like, you know, there's not that many billionaires in the world. And so you kind of have to, you know, it's like you got to be selective. You, you're, not, you're not necessarily going to get a fan of the sport uh, just because they, they have a whole lot of money. And, sure. and I don't know, honestly, if that helps or hurts. Because I think Ryan Smith being an owner 
in the NBA, I think it massively helps the NBA. This is someone who cares about what he's doing. He's invested in it. It matters to him. And I, I, and I even think a guy like uh, Mark Cuban, you know, is good. Uh, you know, there, there have been some owners in the NBA uh, in, with the Clippers and with the, the Suns that were kind of turds, you know, and, and, and they, <laughs> were, they weren't good. But they were, you know, they, they, they could afford the price tag. Uh, I think, you know, finding the right ownership is, is probably a, a good and smart business idea for any major you know sports organization whether it's the nfl or the nba or whomever i just wonder if there's uh, a moment where these guys go if somebody goes hey dude you can make an easy couple billion dollars as soon as you buy a team <laughs> like <laughs> who doesn't want to do that as soon as you buy a team because I, because let's say he buys the uh the, the commanders for five billion dollars i don't know what their what their worth is yeah uh, but I, but I mean it's usually five to six billion dollars. Yeah, I'm I mean sure, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking it up now because I, I'm Look, curious. Getting involved in the, the gambl- gambling ro- world just changed everything. You know the the, the value, the price tag, and uh, you know it just it it massively increased these teams. Okay, you ready for this? Six point two billion is my guess. So five point six uh, is where Forbes puts the Commanders value. One of the higher valued yeah. franchises in the, the NFL. Red, the, the Redskins slash Commandos slash Commanders. <laughs> and they are. I mean that that's a that's an organization that could flourish in yes. the NFL if yes. it was if it was done right. But why why is it that Washington is such a valuable franchise compared to like I don't know if anybody who's getting into football goes, hey, who's the better team out there, the it's Tennessee the, Titans or the, the uh, or the Washington Commanders? People go. Are you kidding? The Commanders are, are one of the top five, yeah, you know, I mean, franchises in the NFL, this, which is strange to me. Well, but. it's the market. You know, this is, it's a big market there in that uh, Baltimore, Washington area, northern Virginia. Uh, there's a lot of people. And, and it's also part of the nation's capital. And, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a cachet to it. There's a recognizability to it that, you know, is unique. And it's also in a, in a division that's, you know, a traditional – great division with the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Giants and the Redskins. Sorry, Commandos. Commanders. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Commanders. Yeah, there you go. And, and, and so there's there's a lot of value in that. But uh, yeah, this is... The, the, I, I'm just like shocked and disappointed that, that the Washington franchise has not done better. And you know, they got, they got this brand new stadium they had and I mean, it was just it was just uh, looked like it was going to be an organization that really went somewhere and it's just been an abysmal failure, you know, for for the city. But you know, in their failure, they're now worth five point six billion dollars. It'll it'll sell for more than that. I so if it, it. well, let's say the, let's say he offers up uh, six billion, and it you know Forbes puts it at five. They typically end up selling these, uh, you know, these teams. They end up getting purchased for more than what the value is put at, and then immediately the value is more than even that. Right as yeah. soon as the Broncos were sold, the Broncos were bought for almost a billion dollars more than what Forbes had put that valuation at there. Yeah. Now they were purchased for four point six five billion dollars. But the Walt, the, the Waltons, the Walmart people. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's it, there's there's a small company that can actually afford to buy these teams right now, and I don't know if it's even good for for any of the sports because then you get into this whole corporate you know viewership. It's the the tickets are are too expensive for people to um, purchase and you can't go to a game, you can't watch a game. And this whole this whole thing of load management, 
does it really matter? Because it's like <laughs> it's corporate tickets anyway, so right. who cares? So if you're there, you're not there, and it, it just uh, the average fan has to go on Ion Television and watch <laughs> their favorite team. Now. Oh, you are so mad about the Ion deal. Ion TV. I mean, I, I've heard of the. You know, it's. I know. I, I. I don't know anything about it. I have heard of it. But it's not something until you've gets, tried it. Not something that gets me excited. Don't knock it until you've tried it. Tonight, go check out their lineup, download some of their, uh, you know, what I, I assume they have an app. <laughs> Does I, Ion TV I don't want to go download Jeremy, look anything. and see if Ion's got an app. I do not want to <laughs> go download anything because I don't want to be disappointed. Hey, I'd uh, just rather be ignorant right now. See if, we can find a, see if we can find a, Jeremy, see if we can find a. Coupon code that Scott can try out uh, Ion TV what subscription this seven weekend. day service. Yeah, definitely. There's an app at least on the Apple Store, so check it out. Ion TV. <laughs> I love how Apple Plus. Like, I don't even, check I don't out even know who you I, are. I, I don't want to. The pack what? The pack what called us and said we were trying to bid on them. No, we're not. Like that's interesting to me that Apple goes. Yeah, we're not actually. We're not offering anything. That's wild. All right. Let's uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We are at the Mountain America Expo Center. We are at the Salt Lake Outdoor and Recreation Expo. Come check out all the latest, ga- latest gadgets on all your off-roading, uh, anything. Uh, any vehicle that goes off the roads, they've got them here. They've got anything to outfit them to be the best version of you as well on those outdoor or in those uh, off-road vehicles. Let's take the break here. We'll come back around the corner. We've got more to chat about. We are live, like I said, down here at Mountain America Expo Center. Man, Remedicals Utah's only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic offering ED treatments that are discreet, non-invasive, and customized for you. Uh, if you want to check it out, remedical.com is the website, just remedical.com. We will uh, come back. More to go around the corner. A a fan, this is very interesting. I saw this today, and I, I was like, ooh, we got to put that in the rundown. And then Jeremy, it was a one step ahead of me. A fan has completed a bucket list item of seeing every men's basketball team in person. Now, that's a wild one. We're going to talk your sports. Uh, is that? I'll like, give you the details okay. when we come back. I'll give you the details. Uh, and I, will, I want to see what your sport. A guy like Scott who's played at the, at the highest level in the NFL, what a sports bucket list would be. Because you've got it. You've got one. You've got stuff you want to do. I know it. So stay with us. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keering. It's not so high. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back. It's Unrivaled, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell, and you. Thanks for joining us here on a Friday. Uh, we're hanging out at the Mountain America Expo Center. Guess what we are at this weekend? It is the Salt Lake Outdoor and Recreation Expo at the Mountain America Expo Center. If you're dirt, if you're dirt, <laughs> hey, Scott, if you're dirt, come on down. If your wheels touch dirt at any point, or if you have anything that you could imagine could be put on those vehicles that go on the uh on the dirt roads and the back roads of utah you can take part in this thing and there's just so much cool stuff here and uh you know when i lived in michigan yeah played for the lions my house was on a dirt road dirt roads were actually a very common thing in michigan really oh yeah weird it's really weird and they would put this this surface like this uh calcium chloride 
and and it made the the dirt where it didn't fly up and oh, get dusty, and it made it hard. And if uh, if it if you got late in the year and you had like rainstorm or something, maybe it washed off. And it would you get all these potholes. Yeah, oh yeah. And then and then if and then once winter set in, if they didn't grade the road, you had potholes the whole entire yeah. winter. And that's when you and that's and, when you and these are like super nice houses and nice neighborhoods, and they With just potholes. had and dirt roads. Like, they invented the car in Michigan. Get rid of the damn dirt roads. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, Scott? That introduced you to off-roading, which I thought was great. Exactly. That was my introduction. <laughs> uh, did you? Okay, so there's this guy. His bucket list item right. was, to, uh, was to go and check out. I think we all have something that we want to do. You know, this isn't necessarily mine, but you know what? This, is, uh, this guy's particular passion was to go and visit every... Division one men's basketball team and watch them play. Okay, now okay. obviously you can knock out two birds with one stone if you're smart with it, you know, and just. But this guy, uh, his name is Craig Caswell. It took him 21 years, and you know, during those 21 years, there were teams that were not Division one, and then they became Division one. He's like, shoot, they just, they just keep adding this thing. So That'd his be a bucket fun list thing to do. I know his bucket list started 20, uh, 24 or 22 years ago, and he went, and now he is checked off of the list. 364 teams. Wow. So and his last two were American who lost to Lehigh in Washington, D.C. So there you go. My aunt and uncle, my uncle John, my dad's youngest brother, his wife Carol, uh, they're retired. He's retired. She's retired with him. Their their bucket list is to go see every single Major League Baseball stadium. Oh, so, you know, that's a good one. And that's they, a really so, cool one. No, they go all over, and they, 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 they've been to quite a few. My bucket list, Alex, if we're in a bucket list today. Yeah. I want to <laughs> buy a catamaran sailboat and what? sail around the world. So that's my bucket list. That's not a sporting item. Yeah, it is. Sailing's okay. a sporting sure. item. You can, well, look, you're not racing we're anybody. We're at the. Uh, this, this is like an active lifestyle, an adventure. Go out, see the world. America's Cup. Could you techni- <laughs> Could you technically call? Well, I bought this off-road vehicle. What is it? It's a yacht. <laughs> It's a boat. Hey, you know, you touch dirt, you touch water, yeah. it's all the same. It's all <laughs> we need an off-road vehicle uh, that can touch both, dude, water and the dirt. I got some new shocks for the boat. <laughs> it's gonna and be, you don't feel anything. It's going to be freaking That's a great sweet, idea. Dude. Think about that. The waves, if you could reduce the well, waves. Well, that's what, that, that's what the, uh, the air chairs, that's what those are. You know <laughs> when people go in those airfoils on the water? They're yeah. like, excuse me. That's what you need. 97.5 KZNS-FM Colville, 1280 KZNS-AM Salt Lake City, and KSL-FM HD2 Salt Lake City Midvale. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for, the sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig, presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is Unrivaled. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Alex Keurig, Scott Mitchell, and uh, whatever, whatever music we're rocking out to here at the Mountain America Expo Center for the Salt Lake Outdoor and Recreation Expo. I love the variety of people that we end up meeting. We, you and I take great pride in, uh, or we, t- we get a lot of entertainment out of the people watching the, to oh. any of the events we go to. Between yeah. the All-Star Weekend this and all This is right the, up there with good people yeah. watching. Yeah. Uh, the, the, 
the people watching that was at All-Star Weekend can't be beat. I'm assuming it's like going to Sundance. You go, what on earth is that lady wearing? This one's more like <laughs> this one's more like a bunch of normal people, but it's the stuff that they – I like seeing what they buy. I yes. like going like, oh, that's their thing, huh? So you come down anything and related to outdoor buy things anything. here. There's, there's, oh, yeah. there's things for sale, and there are people buying them. As Scott pointed out, you can purchase things at this uh, at this expo. Yes. If it's outdoor related, if it's off-road related, you're going to find a lot of it here. So let's jump in. Uh, let's get going here. Top of the hour. We always get to the cut, and let's get right to it. The other question. Undeniable. Unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. The cut presented by G2G Bars. G2GBar.com is the website. It's a protein bar. Additive-free, preservative-free, tastes amazing. It is fantastic. G2GBar.com. Associated Foods, Costco, Holiday Oil, and Maverick on the refrigerated sections. All right. I was I was thinking more about the the thing we were discussing earlier, Scott, with the uh, yeah, exactly. The bucket I, list, I the bucket list yes. stuff. You mean my uh, list, uh, my catamaran? Right. You want to go around on, the world? You want to go on a catamaran around the world? I'm not as interested in that. Alex, I subscribe to families that are doing this now. Will you subscribe to Ion TV then? Uh, it looks like I'm going to have to. Jeremy, do I have a breaking news uh, uh, sounder? I don't know if we have one, but breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Here's what you've got. Ion TV is denying that they are not that they were in any discussions with the Pac-12, according to uh, this is this John is like, which is this weird has because to be it's the like Big Twelve <laughs> just throwing <laughs> all kinds people? of shade on, on. The, on the Pac-12. Let's throw this rumor out. Let's uh, really looks like the WB is in uh, is in <laughs> is in communication. The CW wants to get the Pac-12 on there. Oprah's <laughs> own network is. Ooh, you could collaborate with Oprah. Yeah, you got if you, listen. If you Pac-12 guys got on with Oprah. Be in a good spot there, man. You know what? That's don't poo-poo that. That's a great idea. Uh, I'm just trying to think of other places that you don't. Necessarily. I do have bucket list things that re- that are sport related. And now that I've done the F1, like uh, I've been doing the F1 podcast that we that we host. Um, I say we like as you and I. You want to start hosting a, an F1 podcast with me, Scott? You got to start watching. No. I would want to go. I'll I do want to go to an F1 race. I want to experience yeah. that whole weekend. But that's one. It's a bucket list item, and I got to save up probably for a long time. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you a good bucket list that's like unusual. Okay? Sports one. Yes, right, right, okay. it's all sports. Okay. Love to go see the World Cup finals. Look at you. Love to go watch an F1 race. Yeah. I'd love to see the finals of the Tour de France. Okay, now I'd I'm love stop- to go. Now I'm stopping and believing you. And I don't know if I believe no, you. Right no, no. These are okay, all okay, iconic. Okay. Uh, these are yes. iconic world event, world sporting events that I would love to go. Summer see. Olympics, maybe somewhere. Uh, possibly, yes. Um, I would love to go see uh, uh, the uh, finals of Wimbledon. Oh, now that's real. Now that's legit. I would love to do the same thing. Yes. Uh, what else do I want to do? Um, no, just all that. Yeah. No, no. There's, there's more. What, um, do we want to go see cricket? Uh, no, no, I, I, think I so. know. Uh, I, I'd love to go see the U.S. Open. Finals I was going to say the in ma- in in, uh, in tennis. tennis. Yeah, I would say the Masters is one too. That the Masters. I don't definitely. think I'll ever be able to get to, yes. but you know, I'll, I'll at least put it out there into the universe. Yeah. So those are those are some. And you notice I don't have Super Bowl on the list. I just I think that I'm too close to football. Nah, the, the Super Bowl's not big enough. Right, and the, here's the thing too. On any given it's year, when you go, enough. hey man, I want to be part of the Super Bowl this year. Where's it at? Oh, it's in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. Just the, my favorite place I ever wanted to go. 
Oh, it's at Tampa again at Raymond James Stadium? Again? Perfect. SoFi Stadium? Not interested. I don't want any of that. I want to I, – I that's exactly right. Because those other events include, like, a pretty cool travel situation. Yes. And the Masters is, like, a locale that is beautiful, a setting that's amazing, and then the history on top of all. Okay, to really kind of cross-promote my bucket list, mm. to, like, to, like, join multiple bucket lists. Yes. Is I go on the sailboat – Around Ooh. the world, and I stop and I make sure I'm in a locale close Kay. to these events, so, and, and so then I go and watch and participate. Let me in give the you one from the sailboat. The biggest, maybe the biggest spectacle in F1 every year, and one of the most classic race race courses, Monaco. There you go. That is like casinos, there, yachts. Yep. They all pull into that into that bay there, and they just it is a I weekend. Just man, anchor up to a mooring ball out in the bay there. Take you know my what? dinghy. What'd you call me? What you call me? My mooring ball attached to my dinghy. I know the I know the lingo, right? And I get my high field dinghy with its forty horsepower. Nobody, Yanmar motor. <laughs> Where's your mooring ball? That's attached to my dinghy. It's a family show, Scott. It's a family show. Will you settle down a little bit? Uh, <laughs> like that's when that's well, when you know that you Scott and I are still bridle, like. Scott and I are so still. So you have a bridle. <laughs> what do we have? Horses involved that now? You put on the mooring. You can't ball. put the horses in the water. Well, no, but you horses have the don't swim. Put the bridle on it. The mooring ball. Do horses swim? Yes. It's my bucket list. I want to yeah. get on a horse that swims around. <laughs> on a horse with someone no did. Name. Someone did show a video. They were like, "Oh, this is so beautiful." It was those horses in uh, in the Caribbean. You ride them in the water. Now they're not. They're it, the water's like you know you're kind of on a sandbar and they're walking through the water. So they're yeah. kind of. They're kind of up to their chest, and your legs are kind of going through the water with you. And this lady was like, this is amazing. And the horse in front of her just starts letting it all loose in the water. And, <laughs> and this lady is just like, so beautiful. It's like the crystal clear water, so like no longer crystal clear. She couldn't get to her mooring ball fast enough, dude. It was, uh, it was a bad so situation. So does the, does, the, does the manure float or does it sink? <laughs> It was, was it, it was, was it number one? What was, no, was no. it yellow water? Stop it. it was, there was a lot of screaming going on. There was a lot of like, I'll tell you what you, I'll tell you what you can find in the Caribbean that swims. They have this place where they have pigs. And uh, you can go. You, no, this is I'm not kidding. And you pull up to the beach and these no, pigs know. are hanging out. I and, saw them uh, on uh, The Biggest yeah. Loser one. Or not yeah. Biggest Loser. What was it? No, Probably they, like they Survivor or something like no, that. No, it was uh, they took Bachelor, oh. Bachelorette. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So there's, uh, there's Stone, actually a place. Stone is our tech, and he apparently is the horse freaking whisperer over here. He's a pirate and a horse whisperer all at once. Uh, the answer is yes. A horse is indeed, horses can indeed swim. The fa- in fact, they're actually very competent swimmers due to their huge lungs. So there you go. You learn something every day, everybody. Don't say that Unrivaled didn't teach you anything today. Or if you're just going, <laughs> if you don't tell me how you learned about it. Just pretend like you're the smartest horse guy in the room. All right. Uh, so there you go. We kicked off the uh, the the. Uh, <laughs> we kicked the off cut, something. didn't we? <laughs> no, I don't think we have yet. No, we did, we did, we did. Uh, but I didn't mention Trajan Wealth, our friends at Trajan Wealth, local trusted financial fiduciaries, eight hundred one. 899-7600. That's 801-899-7600. Uh, or com. So I want to do, before we get into a couple more things here, I, I was thinking about some of the off-season stuff that's happening with the NFL. And I start to think about things that would actually make the football season really great. And I think that making the NFL season really great, I 
I would love to see – I like to see movement on teams. I like to see disgruntled NFL guys like Aaron Rodgers coming out of – emerging from the uh, dark cave where he was, and he finds himself, and then he goes, you know what, I felt the football spirit, and I need to go to uh, – and I need to go to Las Vegas. I would love to see – when I see a guy at Las Vegas, when I see when I see uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers at Las Vegas, all that means to me, like that's what I want to see. I want to see some weird stuff. QBs going to different destinations. Uh, who knows what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to end up being like? Are they going to rely on Blaine Gabbert forever? Are they going to figure out? Then they draft a guy in the second round too. So I look forward to, and it all has to do with quarterbacks. Really, it's like where are these guys going to be, and what's the next iteration of Trevor Lawrence, for example. Or Justin Herbert, is he going to turn that corner? Because we've been waiting for him. We've been, like, allowing ourselves to believe that he's going to be the next new future. And then suddenly in comes uh, Trevor Lawrence and kind of blows all that up. So what do you look forward to when it comes to actual quarterbacks in the NFL this upcoming season? Okay, uh, let me give you some bold and stupid predictions about what's going to okay. happen next year. I love it. The Detroit Lions are going to make the playoffs. They're actually going to sign Bobby Wagner. I know he's not a quarterback, but he's the quarterback of the defense, right? So Bobby Wagner is going to sign in Detroit. Detroit's going to go to the playoffs next year. Aaron Rodgers is actually going to go to New York because he wants to prove to Tiki Barber that he can handle the media in New York. Tiki Aaron, Barber, Aaron what did Tiki Rogers, Barber say? You can't, oh, Aaron he won't Rodgers be able to is a guy media. that, like, he, he's, he's the biggest FU guy to anybody in the world, right? <laughs> he is. He's like, and, and there's no better place to do that than in New York City. But here's the, here's the stupid part of what I'm going to say. I was going to say, he's that's gonna, not. He's going to bomb out, and Zach Wilson is going to come from out of nowhere, revive himself. Wow. And the Jets are going to make the playoffs, and Zach Wilson will be the quarterback. I didn't. I just told you. I told you there was no, there was no way that there was going to be a, uh, like, I, in my mind, though, the thing about this is that, that's crazy because that's not bold, by the way. Oh, it's not. You saying that? Or no, no, no. Stupid. No, the no, the Lions going to the playoffs. That's oh. not bold at all. Yeah, they they're been there, to the man. Playoffs for a long time. No, they're there. Yeah, they might have been a one-hit wonder. Look, you know, half of a butt cheek and what was three it? fingers or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is like it, it's one of those things where I don't look. I don't really look forward to much in my sports life. You know. But the anticipation of the NFL season, the anticipation of the college football season, are as big of a deal as anything that I can kind of go through here. So tagging guys, whatever, trades, it don't matter to me. I really just want to see a mix-up, and I don't want to see the usual suspects. So I don't cheer against the Chiefs because I don't want to see the Chiefs do well. I like Andy Reid. I'm fine with Patrick Mahomes. I don't really care that much about it, but I want to see something different. And so the, so I do have kind of a, a, a high hope. For teams like the like the Jets, excuse me, and the and the uh, you know even the the Raiders to do well. I want to see them do something. The Lions are going to be in the playoffs next year. They're, that team is primed and ready, man. That's exactly All what right. they're going to do. Here's a bold. I think that I think the 49ers are going to go to and win the Super Bowl. I'm gonna I'm gonna double down. I I said they'd go last year. I'm gonna are they going to go back again this year? They're going to figure out the quarterback situation and they're they're going to go in and win the Super Bowl next year. Huh. It's their it's their time. They're ready to do it. Well, congrats. We'll see if they we'll see if they can do it. Do you look at do you look at some of these teams? Who's who are who's a team that's going to be in the Super Bowl next year that you wouldn't necessarily expect to be in the Super Bowl next year? 
Who would? Who is a Super Bowl bound team? Who's ready to go to the Super Bowl? The Buffalo Bills. That's not that wild of a pick, but it might well, be. I, it might be. It, I know it might be insane because they seem like they're getting a little bit further away. I think what will be. I don't know that Washington's all that far. Um, the, I wouldn't be surprised if a team like the Giants, the the Washington Commandos, the Minnesota Vikings, like it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see what Eric Bieniemy does uh, at 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 Washington. And and the good thing for him is. He can go without the pressure of being the head coach. You know, when you're a coordinator, you, you have some autonomy. You have you have some leeway. You don't have quite the uh, microscope that a, that a head coach would have. And he can and, and he has something to prove. And he's a guy that's going to be highly motivated to make sure they do very well there. And they've got some pieces. That, that's a team that could potentially be there. Uh, a, a team that just doesn't seem to ever find its way is the Cowboys. And, man, I, I – I don't know if if Dak Prescott just kind of hit his ceiling or it'll be interesting to see what him not playing well against the 49ers does that does it have a negative or a positive impact on him and and his performance next year <sighs> so much going on if you want to uh, come down and uh, see what we're doing here at the uh, Mountain America Expo Center and hang out with some of the guys like we've been hanging out with and see some of the cool booths you can uh, take advantage for yourself and see what they've got going on um i did want to bring some uh, kind of a little bit of an awkward situation up scott because alabama has this uh ball player uh who uh is on the basketball team brandon miller and he's one of the top recruits in the country and he's one of the you know these guys who have a future and but he was also allegedly involved in a uh in the exchange of a gun prior to a fatal shooting where another teammate was also involved, former teammate. He's now off the team, obviously, and arrested for capital murder charges. But I do think that uh, I was wondering about this because everybody's going, why is Alabama allowing this guy, this freshman forward, uh, to play after his name appeared in connection with this shooting in January that apparently his car was the place where the exchange of the gun uh, happened and that gun was ended up being used in a, in a fatal shooting. How is it that they – because now everywhere Alabama goes – this kid's getting harassed, and now everything that happens with, with – but then there's also the part where you go, hey, Alabama is keeping this guy playing, and they're doing the whole, hey, innocent until proven guilty thing, except for the fact that it takes away a lot. It take it, it is such a negative impact on the team because all the players are like, dude, we can't go anywhere. We can't have a normal situation because everybody is – I mean, they were chanting the other day, lock him up when he was at the foul line, you know, shooting. A difficult situation there in Alabama. It's a fine line, and I think if you're smart and you're Alabama, you do a lot of your due diligence. You know, you look into the situation and get as much information as you can to understand what really went on. And and there there's so much for these schools to say. Look, these are young men that um, they're they're growing, they're learning. And I'm not saying you know let someone off for murder, but may, you know maybe they maybe they just made a poor chi- choice in. The people that they were hanging out with and who, who they were around, um, but there's there's this fine line between: do you give them a second chance? Do you, do you just kind of have a little bit more patience and tolerance? You know, Nick Saban has talked about it uh, with players that he's given a second chance to who've made stupid decisions, uh, because if he doesn't, it's the end of the road for him. You know, their life just kind of boom, uh, it really ends. But I, I really think knowing what's really going on, educating yourself, and then and then making a decision. Uh, because a lot of people aren't informed. 
you know, they just get a tiny bit of like the right. puzzle. They don't really know. He's they part only of this. Know mur- what, he's part of this yeah, murder. We got to charge yeah, him. Yeah. So, so I think I think we're so quick, you know, because it's completely sensationalized. You know, of course, people are going to jump all over something like that and and be quick to to judge. I remember these Duke lacrosse players, and oh, yeah. they were like just you know crucified. And at the end of the day, they they were completely innocent, right, but false. they were just. I mean, they were hammered by things. So, I just tend even to, years after, yeah. even years after, even though they were exonerated, it was like, nah, people right. still just they gave them a ton of crap for it because they didn't even know what the situation yeah, was. Yeah, so so I just be a little bit more like reserved and hold judgment. Um, that's my my take. Good take by Scott. There you go. Hey, uh, we're at the Mountain America Expo Center. It is, of course, uh, the Salt Lake Outdoor and Recreation Expo. It's time for the unrivaled NFL Roundup. Premium grade A NFL news from a former NFL quarterback. And uh, the other guy on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's Unrivaled 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Scott Mitchell and Alex Curie here at the Mount America Expo Center at the Salt Lake Outdoor and Recreation Expo. And now Scott's uh, booking a trip to Iceland. So you thought you were going to get away with coming to the, the show uh, and be like, oh. Because you're, you're always good to buy something, a little trinket here and there. This might be the winner, though, because I've, I've seen you negotiating for RVs at these shows, for boats. I've never had somebody convince you to come to uh, Iceland for f- fly fishing. And uh, I think Scott's in love. I'm halfway there right now. <laughs> like right now in my head. Yeah. I'm already there. Insane. This is very cool. What's really awesome, too, is the idea of being able to just go out and even fish all night long. I came I came so to cool. this show with an open mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I didn't come oh, really? shut down. I didn't I, come oh, yeah. This Scott Mitchell stri- I know. He shows, up and goes, jacket. He, um, he shows up and goes, none of this is impressive to me. I don't like any of this stuff. I like to stay inside. I don't like anything. This is right up your dang alley. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, so here's what we have. So our NFL roundup. Uh, we were uh, just talking a little bit about the Jeff Bezos possibility of him. Uh, he hired a firm to investigate the possibility of maybe buying the Washington Commanders at some point. Uh, so you go from the beloved Dan Snyder to the more beloved Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Passes from one billionaire to the next, and then, and then there you go. Oh, yeah, there it is. This is a Jeff Bezos song, yeah. Jeff Bezos is, uh, like, you, I feel like he's the guy that you have to explain, um, like, too many rules to. Like, there's stuff in football Jeff Bezos does, is not aware of. Like, So if you go, like, explaining to him what a two-point conversion is versus just, a, you know, the regular extra point. Yeah, but, you know, he's – a multi multi billionaire. Yeah. I mean when you get divorced and you make your wife the one of the most, most wealthiest people in the world, yes. you have a lot of money. Like I, I think he probably so like he's bored. I think he probably has people that explain two point conversions <laughs> and he you has know the difference between a, a two deep zone and a three deep zone. You know what we could do? You and I could be that we could be those jobs. Like on the weekends just hey, Jeff Bezos, just call us in. Scott will sit next to you. Let me be your consultant. Like you're the guy. You're like you're that uh, creepy guy who whispers into the ear of the king on uh, on on Lord of the Rings. Yes. He's like in his ear and he's all. It's a two point conversion, master. Like (laughs) this this creepy dude 
not knowing what's going on. You're over there whispering in his ear, just stealing his I mean, money. I mean, I could be a consultant for a million dollars a year. Yeah, man. I could do that. Oh, And what's a million dollars to? It literally is not yeah. anything. He doesn't even understand. He doesn't even understand. I love when they ask these guys, too. They go, how much is a gallon of milk? They go, I don't know, $47? What? what? <laughs> that seem about right? For, is that <laughs> I, heard eggs are, I heard eggs are expensive. Is that $119 now? My heavens. Uh, former Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson has gone up these draft boards. I would just caution teams on going back and looking at film. Just please. Like, it, now, listen, Anthony Richardson is a freak specimen. This is a guy that when you see him, you go, I can't believe somebody can run this fast and be this big and have this strong of an arm. The problem is, is that we've seen him in action, and he is not a great decision maker. He is a playmaker uh, for sure and an athlete to be certain. But I just do not see the value of an Anthony Richardson going second overall. Oh, a lot of, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. I mean, they look at Cam uh, Newton. They look at the talent, the athleticism. They go, we can't coach that. Yeah. Like, we can't coach that type of thing. But there's been a lot of um, – Lamar Jackson won the Heisman Trophy. And, and Scott, you knew why, exactly why people were going to like him. Um, but Anthony Richardson was not that great of a quarterback in Florida. No, right. And so you knew that you were going to have um, – you know, there's history showing guys who have been kind of a flash in the pan. They've had a short window. I mean, Zach Wilson, you could almost argue, had a short window of playing – and and they're young they're young players they need more maturing they need more playing time and it, it's a scary proposition if you're a guy like Anthony Richardson but I'm telling you the dude is the dude has some talent and coaches just go we can coach you up but we can't coach talent we can't coach speed we can't coach arm strength and sure. and he's just got he's just got that NFL bust written all over him though I mean he's just he's just He's the, you know, just the next iteration of. No, well, like I said, you know, I would, I would. Demarcus I, Russell. If he was insane in college, you know, and was on the verge of winning the, you know, Heisman Trophy, was a finalist, threw for 40 touchdowns, it'd be so hard not to take him. Because you and I watched how, right, yeah. in that game against Utah, he will make people, he will, he will just make anybody miss, you know. Now, the NFL is a little bit of a different go because, you know, everybody's an athlete, but this is a tremendous. This is a tremendous gamble. And when guys – I always just get worried when they shoot up the draft board uh, during a time that football hasn't been played for months. You know what I mean? Like, you shoot up a draft board because somebody saw a video on TikTok of him. He has tremendous arm strength. So I, I mean, his numbers – I look, have to go look, but uh, they're not that great. No, they're not that great. But here's the thing. This is, this is actually crazy enough as it sounds. This is actually a good draft to go into the draft because – there aren't it's it's a it's not a, it's not a strong draft it's actually kind of a weak draft and there 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 are a lot of people who go there they're not you know 32 first round players in this draft yeah uh and and so you're a guy like anthony richardson and that people don't have a lot of tape on you they don't know a lot about the kind of player you are it's it's a perfect opportunity for for a guy like him to get really sexy in a lot of people's eyeballs Hey, you know, he threw for 400 yards against Vanderbilt. They beat yeah. Vanderbilt by six points, man. That was a, almost a touchdown win for them. That was a big deal. He threw for 2,500 yards, which is good enough for about 75th in the country. And then he threw for 17 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Like, these are not numbers that you go, man, that guy was super productive. I was so excited. Out of how, how 
to see him come to Salt Lake City and to see Florida come to Salt Lake City and yeah, you know, and, and just to see if the because he was a problem for Utah a year ago and see if they couldn't handle him a little bit better than they did it, you know, at Florida sure. a year ago. And so I, I was disappointed from that perspective. But he's got talent, and talent, you know, tends to rise to the top uh, a lot of times. Josh Allen was a was a player that. You know, got in the right system and the right coaches. And I he guess was, you he know, was kind of raw coming His out numbers of weren't too. great in college either. No, yeah. So, you know, they could, they could, because there's a lot of similarities. Big, strong arm, guys athletic. Massive. And, and in today's <laughs> NFL, you know, it's not that hard. So, you know, he. he, he in today's NFL, it's not hard. Is no, that what I just heard from you? It's not that hard. Hey, everybody. Uh, breaking news the NFL's easy. It's ask well, Scott that, Mitchell. Well, I'm just going off what. Uh, t- you know, oh, Tom Brady says it's easy too. Don't no, <laughs> Trent, Trent Dilfer is like. Oh, he said it's easy. I'm not impressed with Tom Brady or <laughs> Drew Brees. <laughs> He's like, I backed into a Super Bowl ring. You can too. Why not? He missed a guy wide open. <laughs> I threw the ball you. seven, eight yards I out show, of bounds. I showed that video to Scott in the Super Bowl. I forgot all about that. I know the the amount of shock on Scott's face. It was tremendous. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're gonna uh, wrap up the hour here with the two minute drill. Uh, while we're here at the Mountain Expo Center. So stay with us. Tons more stuff to go. We'll bring that to you next right here, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. And now, a look at traffic from the KSL Traffic Center. Time for a check of traffic at 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Here in the Salt Lake Valley, we've got some big delays. Pretty typical right now on southbound I-15 as you go from Murray through the south interchange into Midville. More delays wait for you as you go from Draper up uh, towards the point of the mountain. Now, northbounders on I-15, you're going to see big delays from the point of the mountain going into Draper. Uh, but then those clear up all the way into downtown until you get to about that south interchange. Then they're back We're home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. It's not so high. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back. It's Unrivaled, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. It's our uh, final segment of the hour here coming up. I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be flying at about uh, 40,000 feet. And coming in Iceland about uh, five local time. And uh, You know when they do that, when they do the thing with the captain's guy, and he goes, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to. Uh, and then they go, 32 degrees, welcome to Iceland. <laughs> you know when they do the. Uh, welcome to Reykjavik, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of our Icelandic, uh, our Icelandic uh, flight crew, I want to say thank you. Have some uh, fermented fish on us. Uh, Scott's already planning his trip to Iceland. We're at the Mountain America Expo Center. Wrapping things up here. Fire up the music, Jer. Give me some two-minute drill music. Let's get this thing going. Scott, two-minute drill uh, from the Mountain America Expo Center. Tell us what it means exactly. All right, I will. Well, late in the football game, you got to go down the field, kick a field goal, score a touchdown, don't have a lot of time, so you hurry your shows the same way. Still have a lot to talk about, but not a lot of time, so we talk a little bit about a lot of things. Hurry up, finish the show, go home happy because everybody goes home happy today because we get a participation trophy along with a plethora of desserts that include chocolate souffle, land from Spain, key lime pie from Florida, baklava from uh, Greece, uh, gelato from Italy, and cake from Walmart. Hey, there you go, the old Walmart hey, cake. Hey, da- Dave. He might be listening to us now. Dave from uh, Costco. Not Walmart, but Costco's kind of the same thing, right? Does Costco have good cake? 
Costco's got G2G bars. Anyways, uh, Dave Dave listens to us every day. So oh, shout that was out who to you're, that's yeah, who you were like, talking to over there? Yeah, he's like, he drives a truck for Costco. I and, love it, man. And we entertain him Thanks, on Dave. a daily basis. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so here's what we got. What do we got? <laughs> Two-minute drum means you got just a couple things here. But I want to bring this up. Johnny Damon is apparently suiting up for the Savannah Bananas. Have you seen the Savannah Bananas baseball team? You've got to go watch it. What is Savannah Bananas? They're, it's a, it's entertaining. It's like the oh. Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's really you got to go watch some of these videos. Right, it, it's like it it's like super tremendously talented people with like some fun and trick stuff for baseball. I'm like, this is kind of what baseball needs, and I guarantee the Savannah Bananas, man. Am uh, I name dropping if I said uh, Johnny Damon? Was my neighbor when I lived in Florida. No, was he really, though? He really was, and it was funny. So at Halloween, you'd go by his house, and he gave away baseball cards of himself <laughs> as Halloween candy. That was his, uh, his what did thing. Sha- what did Shaq do? Because he also lived by Shaq. Yeah, Shaq was. No, no Halloween candy at, at Shaq's house? Um, no. No. Okay. Well, there you go. Next up on the old two-minute drill here. Uh, Scott, a fan rushed the field during a, uh, a EuroLeague soccer game and punched the goalie in the face while he was sitting there in the net. Marko Dimitrovic instantly took the fan down. But, uh, yeah, not until somebody came onto the field, onto the pitch and punched the goalie in the face. It's a pitch punch. There you go. I was, I was waiting for a delivery. Stone goes, that's about a 4 out of 10 for you, buddy. <laughs> he laughed. <laughs> he yeah, he was, laughed at how dumb the joke was. Nah, that's he laughed. Was. Fine. <laughs> This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Okay, everybody, last segment here. It's Unrivaled 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Thanks for being with us. We want to thank the... Mountain, Mountain America Expo Center and the Salt Lake Outdoor Recreation Expo for hosting us today. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, boy, the crowds really are pouring in now. It's only a two-day situation, right? So that's why you got to take advantage. Come down, hang out, and see all the outdoor and uh, off-road stuff. Scott, uh, so the complaints came in during the Super Bowl or after the Super Bowl. We're, we've been able to sift through some of them. And... Uh, Rihanna's halftime show had 103 FCC complaints, including one that came from the state of Utah. Okay. Now, when you say an FCC, like we get 103 complaints uh, during a show as well. Right. But they usually aren't along the lines of this, including a Utah, a person. So 120 people tuned in to view the halftime show. Okay? 120? 120 million okay. people tuned in to watch the uh, Are you Super serious? Bowl. Yes. The Super Bowl halftime show. Oh. Yeah, and so uh, it's the second most watched halftime show behind Katy Perry's 2015. Uh, and so it got a lot of people watching this thing, but you had folks, you know, obviously complaining. One of them was a viewer from the city of Utah who reportedly said, quote, this year's halftime show was so indecent I had to turn the TV off because of all the pornographic content. I actually watched part of the thing. I, didn't, I like Rihanna. I like her music. I thought the, you know, those performances are all very weird to me because there's like, Hey, who's going to have a weird outfit? Who's going to have the weird thing? They had those guys running out in those big white uh, outfits. They look like Oompa Loompas. I'll tell you what I never thought during the entire thing, because my kids were in the room. I didn't think, oh, my gosh. Cover your eyes, kids. Rihanna's wearing a full – she was had full clothing on. Like, she had all a the coat way up, on. She had a coat on. She's pregnant. She had it all the way up to her neck. 
I yeah. don't understand. The stuff that people complain about in this world, it makes me insane sometimes. So here's what I got out of her. <laughs> like, I thought it was amazing how they were, like, so up in the air. Like, it was just really cool how. I was like, like is she all right? That, <laughs> that's all I got from it. It wasn't like, I didn't really listen to what she was saying. I just, it was the theatrics of, you know, okay, let's elevate the stage. And right. Let's move all these people up and down. It's always and amazing. And just the pageantry of it was what was interesting to me. So the contrast between the red and the white and. And, uh, and just the whole thing. That's what was cool. I, I didn't uh, really listen to the music. Scott, just overtly the, sexual dancing. You've been accused of that. Well, here's the thing. Whatever happened to the good old days when they had uh, the, the good old days when they had the band play? You know, they had the baton twirler. They had a band. That's what that's what was exciting to me. I miss those days. They got. I think halftime has taken on a life of its own, and I guess it's probably a mega. I get money maker. Yeah, I'm it sure. is. It's got to so, be. Yeah, 120 insane. million people yeah. watching. It's got to be. All right, for Scott and Alex, uh, thanks to Stone hitting the buttons here. Our producer Jeremy back in Salt Lake. We'll be back again on uh, Monday. We'll see you then, everybody. 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.